This way, table for two. <laughs> you always I know. say my music is like <laughs> restaurant. It's like cool restaurant music. Hip, hip, rep, rep, new restaurant. All right, table for two, right by the fireplace, as you recommended or suggested. I take that as a compliment. Thank yeah. you. Hip restaurant. I never really got into Frank Ocean. This I've album tried. is great. I'm really sing, as you can tell. Yeah, yeah. Got a good groove. Super talented guy. There's never been like a song that I've heard that I'm like, oh, I gotta get that on my playlist right now. You know? Pyramids from this album. Fun to Snipe played that one for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Did I add it to a playlist? Sexy. Woo! Whatever feels good. You a Frank Ocean guy, Bundes? Um, I don't love Frank Ocean like some people love Frank Ocean, but mm. every time I hear Frank Ocean, I'm like, yeah, it's great. You know what I mean? Like if it ever comes on on a playlist or, mm. you know, it, I, I'm always like, in, it always puts like a warm blanket over me when I'm listening mm. to it, but it's never something I think to just put on, if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. The Blonde album I do like uh, from 2016. It's just got a great vibe. Like it's all kind of like this. It's like super chill. Yeah. Great background music while you're having like conversations. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah. You don't turn this off when it comes no. on. Yeah. But I don't know if I'm also like shazamming it. Oh, gotta know. Gotta know. <laughs> but that's just me. What's going on, guys? What are you up to? Oh, guys, today I I, I feel like I'm gonna invest in um, like Christmas decor for like the first time ever. I'm kind of a value village person, as you guys know. I've always gotten like, if I'm getting an artificial tree, I'm going to Value Village and I'm paying $9.99. And yeah. I'm getting their artificial trees there. I'm getting all the decorations there. I've never really bought anything, but for the first, we're hosting Christmas Eve at our cabin in the woods. And uh, you need to have the, the whole thing then. Are you going to try and be all like fancy and have only two colors on the whole tree and do that sort of stuff? Well, I mean, it's everything now. Like, I, I got to get outdoor lights. I now that we have like a space, you know, we've lived in an apartment for a long time. I, I haven't had a property to put lights into. Now I'm like, I got to get more lights. And then yeah. I'm looking at all the lights I have and none of them really are the same. I feel like you got to kind of stick with the same idea to make it a cohesive Christmas theme. I got a, you know, a string of this and a string of that and a string of those. I don't have one type. So you know I got what the a, problem is, though, what? unless you are planning a, 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 for a Christmas tree, for example, you know, yes. you go to someone house and they only have like blue yes. and silver balls on the whole tree they got a theme yeah they got a theme the the problem is if you don't go down that road mm-hmm. everything is sold in these packages of like you know a bunch yes so then you end up with you buy if you want all different styles of ornaments yeah you end up having to buy all these ornaments and you, you only can put a third of them on the tree and the rest stay in a box the whole time forget it 
My, so you're almost better off going to Value Village and just picking right. random ones or putting homemade ones that your daughter, like, are you going to allow homemade ornaments on your tree? Some people don't. Mm-hmm. Or some people have two trees. Mm-hmm. They got the one with all the the, the junks on it, <laughs> the which junk I tree. love. The junk tree. And then they got the, oh, the Instagrammable one. Ah, uh, yes. Like the decor designed on trend one. Yeah, yeah. I, my mother-in-law, so she had two kids, two boys, and they both were obsessed with baseball. And she offered to give me their entire ornament collection, but it's all baseball players. You know, in different positions holding the bats. Now, mind you, I love the idea of a cohesive tree with all the, but just like stupid baseball players, the whole tree floor to ceiling. I'm like, no, I don't want that. That doesn't speak to me. But I was sad that she was giving away a whole kit and caboodle. You know, she probably could have sold it to a collector, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah. But are you going real tree or fake tree? I'm going real tree because, you know, you got the cabin and the Christmas time and the smell of nature. I feel like we need to have a real tree. Yeah, but who's going to water the tree during the week? We're just going to let it dry out, you know. During <laughs> for, the week? For real. I'll overfill oh it. I'll overfill it. But yeah, you're starting, to, you're starting to convince me that well, I can't do this. Well, as long as it doesn't come anywhere near any flames and or things that are really hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, I mean, uh, if just search Christmas tree videos mm-hmm. that show uh, dry trees catching on fire. And just, they'll go up like a match. Yeah. The whole thing, if I, it dries out. I, I and bet. by the way, once it dries out... There's no going the, back? There's no going back. Like, you can't just put some water in there because all the... Uh, the Unless you, maybe if you make a fresh cut on it, mm-hmm. you remove the tree from the holder, mm-hmm. which would be a nightmare if it was decorated. <laughs> you know, you're not going to want to do that. And then cut off another layer. Okay. Because otherwise it's just going to, it's like a, it's uh, going to scab over, whatever the hell happens. Right. It's going to dry Seals up. Seals itself like a flower. Yeah. When you buy a fresh tree, it's really important you put a fresh cut on it and then put it in water very quick. And then those things will suck a jug of water every day. Like, I'm stressing over the fact that I haven't watered my tree today because I got my tree up on the weekend. Yeah. And I'll, I'm going to get home. It's the first thing I'm going to do is just pour some water. It. Just so it doesn't dry up. Yeah. <sighs> what a, It sounds like a nightmare, right? It sounds like a nightmare. Tree. I mean, now you're making me think I shouldn't be getting a re- the tree up until like a couple days before the holidays when I'm actually off work and can be there to monitor the water levels. <laughs> well, if you're going to be gone for five or six days straight, like I'm planning on being away for a couple days mm-hmm. uh, in the next month, I'm going to have someone come in and water my tree. <laughs> I am. I, I'm not even joking. Has he asked you yet? I, it's Bundes. I asked Bundes <laughs> if he'd come water my tree. I said, sure. dude, uh, I need you. I'll be your water boy. You'll be my water boy. Right. Imagine, what would you do if I asked you? <laughs> I mean, you'd probably do it because you're a nice guy and you help people out when they ask you for help. What would you be saying in your head? Like, fucking Tucker and his fucking tree. <laughs> Gotta go over there and put a jug of water oh in it. Oh my God. <laughs> if you were like out with your entire family on like a vacation or something like that and it was like dire important to you like i forgot to line somebody up you gotta help me bro yeah like i i would do it but if you were at fucking home watching tv and you're like i don't really feel like watering my tree so can you come over and do it do for that? me while while you watch me do it <laughs> yeah 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 that, well, that would be so that's weird really weird that's also a strange make, request make me a sandwich while you're in like, like, the sandwich. kitchen sink oh my god <laughs> that's bizarre i mean i did have to call bundus once i was in a tight jam yes and he came right away. He helped. He was like in the middle of cooking dinner. He just put all his ingredients aside and he came right down and he helped me. 
with something. That's pretty cool. With my boat, because he lives kind of nearby where I keep my boat. He's a good man. And he's a good guy that way. <laughs> but you don't want to abuse that sort of no. generosity. No, you don't. Yeah, like asking me to like, water your tree while you're I'm sitting there. <laughs> That'd be such a dick thing That's to do. Pretty fucked up on this. I'm feeling pretty lazy right now. Yeah, I kind of hurt my back. Hurt my back. <laughs> I know my. I could ask my wife, but that'd be weird too. So I'm just gonna ask you to come by my house. Bring a jug. Drive 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the jug's under the sink. Just fill it up. Put it in the tree. So Thanks, what bud. would you do if you were in my case? Would you buy a tree because there's a tree shortage? Everyone's saying this year, and leave it. Um, um, like outside? Yeah. Yeah, well, the tree has already been cut. So well, they, just leave it yeah, they, outside. They're not cutting these things unless you go to a tree farm on demand. Mm-hmm. The farms have harvested the trees. They've loaded them on trucks. They've delivered them to parking lots all over Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you buy that tree today or in two weeks, it's still the same tree. So it's there. okay you know if I mean? it's outside. Is that I think so. The deal. I mean, I think it's bet. The sooner you get it into water, the better. But I'm sure if, uh, a couple of weeks aren't going to be a deal breaker. Yeah. I don't know how that works, though. It's a good point. I don't Maybe know. Maybe you can like leave it outside in a thing that's holding it up, like the stand, and then some rain will fall in there or moisture or something. I don't know. It probably freeze though, right? If it gets down to minus seven at night, minus ten. How do they five in the winter outside anyways? I think think because it's cold, they last a lot longer outside. Mm. I mean, you have trees that probably don't get water for a while in your backyard, Mm. and they somehow survive, right, till the spring? They do. Well, the roots are in the ground, right? Yeah, but but that ground could freeze. Yeah, but underneath the underneath the soil where the roots are, there might be able to be able to extract some kind of sediment moisture moisture out of the ground. God, look, we don't know what we're talking about. None of us. (laughs) Uh, All I know (laughs) is that if you, I wonder if I could find one right now. Let's see, dry Christmas tree fire. (laughs) See what happens. How do they catch on fire? Like, what? Wh- how does the fire... Spontaneous. Okay, <laughs> Two million views. Christmas tree fire turns devastating and deadly within seconds. And it's a Christmas tree. You know, like, maybe a little short oh. with the Christmas lights. Create some little issue. Spark. And if it's a, if the tree's well watered, you're going to have... It's not going to catch. It's, I gotcha. Know? I gotcha. It's not... I, boom. I, I mean... I remember last year, my sister uh, was letting us stay at her farm. And uh, they had their old Christmas tree outside on top of the fire pit. And I said, let's get this fire pit ripping. And that tree, like it almost got so out of control. It dry, It was so dry. Mm-hmm. The flames were like, uh, I don't know, three stories high, you know? I'm looking at another video right now, and it's a comparison between <laughs> a dry and a watered tree. Okay. And they start a timer. And uh, they, they, they create some sort of like ignition source by like a little fire by the outlet. Uh-huh. And uh, the water tree is kind of like there's a little bit of smoke coming up from behind, but nothing's happening. The dry oh, tree. The dry tree. Is literally like... within, uh, let's see, three, four, four seconds. It's an inferno. And well, the other one is now going on a minute. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. good yeah. to know. It's a fire hazard. Have fun buying your decorations, so <laughs> glad we got into that. I guess I shouldn't be spending any money on my decorations. I don't know what to do. Fake tree? It's so lame. I just wait. Just wait. Put it up late. Yeah. Or fake tree. <laughs> or fake tree. All right, guys. Okay. Back to Frank Ocean. 
And the Daily Take Two is coming up next. When you got the beach in the water is exactly what I wanted. It's everything I thought it Tucker and Mora. Kanye West wants Kim Kardashian and the family back. Does he? It came up uh, during his Thanksgiving prayer that he posted to Instagram. Uh, Kanye, a.k.a. Ye, had this to say. And there's a lot here. All right, I have, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it, and then we can uh, you can decide if you think that he is in a, the right place to get her back. On this Thanksgiving, I'm so thankful for family, my blood family, my fans, and our haters. We love you, too. I'm writing this prayer on my way back from taking my mini-me to his first football game. Saint got to play catch with Tom Brady before the game. This is a God's dream. My mini-me is a mix of two of my favorite things, me and my wife's face. All I think about every day is how I get my family back together and how I heal the pain that I've caused. I take accountability for my actions. New word alert, misactions. Okay, so there he's laying it out there. Mm-hmm. And then he starts explaining like all the things that ruined his marriage, and he seems to be uh, taking responsibility for it, at least in some degree here. The one thing that all my successes and failures have in common is me. Let's start with A, alcohol. I would drink to take the stress away, to knock the edge off. Drinking affected my health and the health of people around, around me because I already had a hair-trigger temper, and this just heightened it. Hmm. B, episodes. I went into a manic episode in 2016, and I was placed under heavy medication. Since then, I went on and off the medication, which left me susceptible to other episodes, which my wife and family and fans have had to endure. That's interesting, eh, Mm -hmm. that he's acknowledging that, because there's definitely been some times where you could tell he was very unstable. Mm -hmm. It makes sense if you're getting on and off. Some meds, yeah. yeah. Ego. My ego has a tendency to go past the threshold of being motivating and entertaining to just being overbearing. There are ways to show confidence without arrogance. Temper. Now, I know none of y'all would ever picture this, but sometimes I scream. <laughs> and that screaming might have helped me tell off everyone who doubted me in music, but that screaming did not help me keep my family together. Religion, self-righteous Christian behavior. When I got saved, it did not immediately make me a better person. It made me a self-righteous Christian. Mix that with being rich, famous, and very, 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 very attractive. (laughs) And you got a Molotov cocktail ready to be thrown. I mean, is this somebody you really realize? Like, listen to this. He's such an egomaniac. Like, he's trying to be, like, you know, heartfelt. He's trying to be accountable for Mm -hmm. his actions. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about being very, very, very attractive. Very, 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 very attractive. But I'd like to know. You've heard oh, that now. You boy. are Kim Kardashian. Maybe you watch this while you're having brunch with Pete Davidson, who's <sighs> your new boyfriend. I mean, I like seeing a family stay together. Yeah. But it just seems like there is a lot going on there. And the fact that that was such a long plea felt a little self-serving. Okay. So I'm going to say no. Yeah, you're Kim Kardashian. You say no. 
Yeah. On this? Uh, usually when uh, women kind of change their heart, they're like, it's never going back. However, if there was a different guy in the picture, like if she was dating anybody else in the world other than Pete Davidson, <laughs> yeah. I would say that like it's done for sure. Yeah. But Pete Davidson seems to be like the stopover for every celebrity woman. <laughs> yeah. So, think? Stopover's a great term. Yeah. Stopover? Yeah. What do you mean? He's just a layover. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to like kill some time with Pete yeah. and then move on to the next. <laughs> yeah. So because of that, yeah, I, I, there may be potential for for some like uh, like a reunion between them. Ah. They, have, they do have a you know big family together, they so there's do. that too. And he is very good looking, and very, 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 very attractive. Very attractive. Yeah. attractive. There you go. <laughs> Are you ready for the four style rules we all need to follow to avoid looking tacky? What do you got for us? I love talking about fashion, man. I just love it. Number one. Yeah. Always wear nude and seamless underwear when you're wearing light colored pants. Okay. All right. Nah, <laughs> I don't know. I disagree. <laughs> I want to see those old school lines in there so I can, uh, you know, I, I, can, I can guess what you're wearing with a pretty... No, no, no. With certainty. No, no, no. You can't wear like a bright colored underwear underneath the white pants. That's a a great look. That's a bad look, y'all. What are you talking about? It's a bad look. Do it. Don't Don't listen to Mora. Don't listen to Mora. (laughs) Do it. it. Okay, number two. This one's important. Look at yourself in the mirror from every angle before you leave your home. You're not aware of how you look from the back, okay? There might be something weird going on back there. Don't worry about it. Let <laughs> us figure out what's happening in the back. Don't listen to Mora. Uh, we want to be we want you to be surprised. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> you ever walk by a store window or something and catch a glimpse of yourself and you're like, "Who is that? Oh, it's me." And why is my shirt sitting like that? It's good to check yourself out from as many angles as possible before you leave the house, okay? You know, I'm not even an arrogant person, but I'll look at myself in any reflection. I know. We all do. Walking by car windows. We I'm all looking do. In, you know, I'm it's checking a habit. it all out. Yeah. It's a habit. Are you pleasantly surprised or are you usually let no, down? I'm usually like, ah, you look a little schlubby today, <laughs> Tucker. Yeah. Well, at least you know where you stand. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay, number three. Add a pop of color to avoid looking too plain. This is a really good tip because a lot of us, especially in the winter, we dress wearing all black. You, Tucker, you seem to be drawn to gray. Grays and charcoals. and mm-hmm. yeah. And number four. Yeah. This is so important. We all make this mistake. Shop for your current size only. We all do this. We buy the jeans that are a little bit too tight because they're on sale. And then you'd say to yourself, well, I'm going to lose five pounds. I mean, that's my plan. But it's so important to buy the size that you are today when you're shopping for nah, that. Don't listen to no. more. I kind of like seeing people like being squished out of their clothes. It's kind of a cool look, you know? You know what you can do is you can buy something a little bit bigger and then have it altered to fit you perfectly. I usually err on the side of bigger because I know I can just belt it in, you know? Exactly. I know. For size. Oftentimes I'll buy something a little smaller, though, thinking that I'm going to fit into it eventually. Yeah, I love a- when you do that. You know, like squishing out of it. It's perfect. It's the worst. It's Tucker and Mora over the weekend. I watched Spencer starring Kristen Stewart. I'll tell you, this is one of those movies. The critics loved it. 
The people, not as much on Rotten Tomatoes. The critic scores 84%. Last check, uh, the audience score was 50%. So, do you think I align with the people or the critics? Um, I think you're, you're more one of the people because I think the critics are looking at it from a... Um, a filmology standpoint, you know, they just the craft of making the craft. movies. They're yeah. diving yeah, into yeah, yeah, that, yeah. and you know, you're not, yeah. you're not a film guy. I'm a man of the people, right? Bundes yeah. definitely a man of the people. Never agrees with the critics. Always goes with the audience score. Never, yeah. I don't chill for those losers. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, like uh, Fast and Furious. Right. Uh, what was the la- the latest one that I could have watched on the weekend, but I didn't? Red Notice. Red Notice with Ryan Reynolds and uh, The Rock. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you. Turns out I am in line with the critics. <laughs> really? I, I didn't mind the movie. I didn't hate it. I don't know if I'd give it 84%. Okay. But I'd definitely give it more than 50%. But you got to be in the right frame of mind to watch this movie. Because if you're prone to falling asleep like I am, Mm. if I watch this after 8 p.m. any night of the week, I'm falling asleep. (laughs) This was a Sunday afternoon. I had enough energy. Okay. Still had some caffeine in the system. I was able to get through it. Do you think she's going to win an Oscar? I think she will definitely get nominated. She did a great job. The movie itself, though, it's like... it's, it's, you know, it's a little artsy. Uh, it's all about like one Christmas three-day period at Sangringham where she's with the royal family for Christmas. Well, la-dee-da. But the, you, the other characters... Like, <laughs> put the other... a lot of conditions on this <laughs> to make it like a, a good movie. You got to go in with low expectations and just appreciate the performance. It's essentially Princess Diana is on the brink of losing her mind, mm. hanging out with the royal family. The queen probably says six words in the whole movie, or like three lines. Okay. It's it's really about Princess Diana and some of the support staff that are working for the royal family. And uh, it's just her epic, like on the verge of breakdown the whole time. Okay, so what would you give it on the Rotten Tomatoes scale, uh, yeah. percentage-wise, out of 100? High 60s. Oh. Maybe. A little bit of a stinker. Going, no, it was I'm glad I watched it, but you got to go in with low expectations. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. It's Tucker and Mora. So Ryan Reynolds just won a Governor's General Award when they presented him with the award. They also presented uh, him with a music video that was made for the occasion. And uh, Ryan Reynolds posted a video of him watching the video. So you see like the video and you see his reaction as he's... Uh, watching it for the first time. Okay. And uh, Stephen Page from the Bare Naked Ladies wrote the song. This is uh, what it sounds like. But Canada loves you back. Canada loves you back. Canada loves you back. Just thanking Ryan Reynolds Canada for all the good that he does I mean, in our country. Does this guy need more... Congratulating on how fabulous he already is. I mean, I know it seems weird. He knows we love him. We love him. Like Shatner or Alex Trebek, you're almost as juicy. He was moved to tears watching this. Oh, of all the Canadian Ryan's, you've got to be in our top three. Funny. Yeah. 
I guess I, I didn't realize how much charity work Ryan's involved in in Canada and in the Vancouver area, but I guess he does a lot. So a lot of those people were featured in this video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what a guy. Yeah. I mean, this guy. Maybe Ryan can convince Stephen Page to rejoin the Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> and figure out that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, I, I there's like, some charity work right there. I was actually listening to a song from the Bare Naked Ladies the other day, and I, I think I, I realized I can do a pretty good Stephen Page impression. Really? Yeah. This fragrant skin, this hair like lace. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, uh, let me see. Spirits open to a thrust of grace. Spirits open my dash and the grace. Are you serious? Or Kermit the Frog in it is Stephen Page. Hair like lace. No. Lovers in a dangerous time. That is not good. That is Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Not a good. Why wouldn't you think this is a pretty good Uh, version? It's not good. Go back to Stephen Page. Breath you can't afford to. I can't afford to wait. No, no, you're too. Lovers. <laughs> you're too nasally. Dangerous time. Pull back on the nasal a little bit. Look, he's really trying. I thought I did a pretty good job. No, no, it was you way too. That's good. Lovers it's in a dangerous, dangerous time. time. You think he's here, right beside me? Lovers in a dangerous. That's what they were so good at. They were so good at the harmonizing. And then Stephen Page would do the... They could bring me in. Maybe I could do that Oh, yeah, you're the fix? This is me in grade nine, baby. This is me in grade nine. I got it. I can do it. The worst. I can do it. The worst. It is Tucker and Mora. Happy Hanukkah. Dave Grohl, once again, kicked off another of his Hanukkah sessions for another year. This is eight nights of uh, cover songs. Does he? He covers um, various Jewish performers and artists. Last night, he covered this song, or released the video for it anyway. I only hear what I want to. I don't listen hard. Don't pay attention to the... Lisa Loeb, stay! It's a bit aggressive at times. Okay. Uh, But have a listen. <laughs> I only hear what I want to. And you say I talk so all the time. This song takes so a huge turn here. Oh, okay. Get ready. Get for ready. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay, I got another cover for you. Okay. okay, this is somebody who does a pretty damn good Billie Eilish uh, impression. Mm-hmm. So, what it would sound like if Billie Eilish wrote the Friends theme song? So no one told you life was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you bro. Your love life's DOA. Wow. It's like you're always stuck in 
Sounds exactly like right. her. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year, I'll be there for you. <laughs> when the rain starts to pour, That's pretty good. Which one do you like better? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Billie Eilish. Yeah, botanist. <laughs> Definitely the food, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't, can't do that. I was thinking about this kind of music the other day, like that kind Screamo of rock. death metal. Yeah. Is everyone faking it at those shows? Like, like faking that they love it? Yeah. Oh, like, there's, a, it, there's an energy. A, I, mean, I know there's an energy, there's an to, energy it, to it. But yeah. like, you know, eight to 12 songs in a row, like that's a lot. It seems like exhausting, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> it does. Uh, we were just playing kind of as a joke the uh, Dave Grohl cover of Lisa Loeb's Stay. It's part of his Hanukkah sessions, and it's, uh, you know, definitely a different take of the song. It's pretty intense. Yeah, and we're like, hey, you know, who's listening to that music for pleasure? Who are these people? And uh, Dave is a listener of our show, and he's one of those people, right, Dave? I am definitely one of those people. That is my go-to type of music. Um, that cover was awesome. I, I literally found myself walking down the street wondering about, like, death metal fans and, like, is that, like, all you listen to in your car? Like, are you just surrounded by death metal all the time? Yes, yes. <laughs> So what are you doing listening to us? Yeah. Just out of curiosity. I, I enjoy your radio. I enjoy your show. Okay, um, but you hate everything in between. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And when when you go to a show like this, yep. you're going to get hurt, right? At some point, you're going to bleed? Uh, you, not necessarily. Uh, the mosh pits get pretty intense, but uh, it gives you an adrenaline rush. Uh, the people there, there to headbang and to throw fists. Yeah, at your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just curious though, like you don't sound like an angry person. <laughs> That's the oh, truth. but I look angry. Yeah, yeah. I used to get told all the time that I always looked angry, and then people would hear the music I was listening to, and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a death metal section of your closet for your, like your death metal outfits? Uh, that's my everyday outfit. Oh, jeans, black t-shirt, leather jacket. Uh, I'm guessing your wallet's attached to you by a chain of some kind. <laughs> not anymore. Oh, okay. Is that not cool anymore? No, it's not cool anymore. Okay. What about like around the holiday season? Do you listen to Christmas music or are you just death metal all the time? I listen, I listen to the heavy metal Christmas music. Heavy metal Christmas music. <laughs> heavy metal Christmas music. Does that exist? Uh, it must. <laughs> I got uh, Jingle Bells here, Screamo cover <laughs> by a band called Hyrax. Oh, that's a good one. It's kind of fun. <laughs> All right, I'm feeling this. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty intense. So is this something if you're like dating somebody new, do you bring up right away that oh by the way, I like I'm a death metal fan, you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh no, that just kinda comes into conversation naturally. Um usually scares people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Like I'm imagining if I'm uh, having a sleepover at your place that there's a good chance I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night. You're going to have some crazy mask on and you're going to be hovering over my face. <laughs> with this one. All right. Thanks for the insight. So I mean, you'd prefer if we played a hell of a lot more death metal on our show, eh? Uh, I wouldn't mind, but okay. that's what Spotify's for. Yeah, that's right. You right? know, you just when you when you when we're not on, do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, thanks for giving us some insight, man. Appreciate it. Not a uh, not a problem, guys. When you're watching a movie, what is as equally as important as the movie itself? Popcorn. Yes, Bundus, the snacks. The snacks. The snacks, oh, man. I hate snacks in movies. You do? And maybe not at home, but in a theater. Oh, God. There's nothing worse than when, when it gets a little quiet and all you hear is like 60 people eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, And then the bag is so loud. I the mean, bag is too loud. You're the right. The bag is loud, and then people put it away <laughs> for a bit because uh, they bought the extra large, and then they pull it out midway through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Experts saying we're actually making a huge mistake by gorging ourselves on treats and popcorn during a movie. Apparently, bringing a delicious snack into a movie can ruin the experience because it distracts your brain. It makes you focus on the food instead of on the movie itself. And people, based on a study, enjoy a leisurely activity less when food is around because it decreases your engagement with the actual experience. You're just thinking about the food, man. You're not even thinking about the movie. Oh, what happened? What, 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 why, why are they in that room together? I, I don't know what's going on. Exactly I, I, stopped, right. I stopped paying attention because I just started listening to that person. Why are they in the room together? That's exactly right. Yes, but they do say... That treats can be useful to brighten boring experiences, like waiting in line, for example. If you're like stuck in a line, they say, bring out the snacks then while you're waiting in line. Then enjoy the food. Don't mix it with the experience of watching the movie because it's taking you away from that mm. engagement. Mm. But like, what about like a dinner party, for example, or where you go out for dinner? Like the whole point is like yes. you're eating dinner and you're talking with people. If you're not going to have the dinner, if, if the food is distracting you from the conversation with the people, then you might as well just go for a walk. Walk with your friend, right? <laughs> I would say this, Bundes, is that the plot line at the dinner party you're at is probably not as complicated as, like, <laughs> no yes. time to die. Okay. <laughs> How did James Bond get there? I, I didn't even see him leave the restaurant. What's going on? Exactly. What is your favorite eye color on the opposite sex, guys? Whatever I don't have, currently. <laughs> Whatever is looking back at me and wants me. Oh, yeah, okay, so yeah. you really don't care. Wow. I mean, my wife has brown eyes. Lovely. lovely. It's a lovely color. Mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. no problem with that. If they were blue, I think I'd be fine with that, too. Yeah? The eye colors that get the most matches on dating apps. Are you ready for this? A study created multiple profiles for a male and a female model on Bumble, Tinder, and Hinge. The model's eye color was digitally modified. No other aspect of the profile was changed. Okay, so they can really pinpoint which eye colors are the most attractive yeah. to the opposite sex. And researchers say, here's what the, they found. Men using dating apps... Prefer blue eyes. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Women tend to look for matches with hazel eyes. I don't even guess understand. Guess who's got hazel? Ah! Was about Bundy. I didn't even know you had Hazel. Bring it in here. Yeah, Bring let's it in. See let's that see eyeball. that eyeball. Baby, let's the hazel see. eyes. Well, that's I can your just cheek. see a beard. cheek. Yeah. There oh. you go. Okay. really tricky to do. <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen that. That I was, was super... really a, quite a show. <laughs> that was the least attractive Bundy's has looked ever. His <laughs> eye right up to the FaceTime camera. You look like, was... you know when a jewelry puts on that little magnifying glass over one eye and then yeah, close yeah. the other one? Oh, yeah, that's and then what you, you look see like. it, That's what it looked like. You're like... Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hazel. What is hazel? It's kind of a light brown bundus, is that right? It's like a it's like a crushed up almond, would you say? Yeah, it's kind of got like a hint of amber in the, like a yeah. light brown color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a variation of brown? It's yeah. a light brown. It's a light brown. A warm brown. Warm brown. Why don't we call it that? Because like the sun ha- is in my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> What color are your eyes, Tucker? I don't even know. Tell us. This is a mishmash. Put your, you put put your, your eyes to the phone. <laughs> Hang on, let me go. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't make it out. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they look bluish. Sometimes they look greenish. But somewhere in between everything, Oof. I think. Yeah. They said that is definitely the eye color you do not want. Plus, I have like a little patch of another color, Oof. like a little patch of brown. It's, oh, it uh, says here, patches, yeah, not yeah, yeah. good, not good. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tried. they tried to paint my eyes with one and ran out of the color yeah. and went for another. <laughs> Just grab like, this, yeah. Put that over it, yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Blue eyes for the ladies, hazel for the guys. Are you starting to experiment with edibles? Experts say that not all edibles induce this, the same high, even if they're listing the same dose on the label. I found this really interesting. So the type of edible you get will affect the high. And I've got a little guide right now to understanding the differences. Are you ready for this? I have never got into edibles. Never uh, figured well, that out. Well, it's scary. You, you hear horror yeah. stories of people taking too much and then they're puking and oh. night completely ruined, right? Plus, I also i am more of an instant gratification guy. I have an you instant know? gratification edible for you. Oh, really? Yes. I don't have to wait an hour to see <laughs> if I took enough or I took too much? So the, the quicker, if you want something that's more fast acting, something that digests quickly, meaning that your high is going to set in quicker. You either reaching for the gummies or you're reaching for the cannabis drink. Okay, the gummies are more fast acting. They digest quickly. They set in quicker. They taper off quicker than a baked good, which I mean, I don't mind something tapering off quicker, right? You don't want something you don't want to be high for hours. Same thing with drinks. Drinks have done really, really well. Cannabis infused drinks. When you're socializing with people who drink booze and don't do cannabis, they don't even know what you're drinking. Can we buy that now? I uh, really yes, looked. you can yeah. start buying that now. Um, due to their liquid form. They hit you harder, quicker off the onset, Um, but they do have the shortest intoxication period, which, again, might be what you're after. 
Yeah, if you're right? not looking for a marathon moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you just want something quick and fast, uh, reach for the drink. And then we're going to get into baked goods here. Now, baked goods have been like a tradition since like the 70s, right? Those are going to take longer to hit you, which is why you have more horror stories that you hear around cannabis brownies. Nothing's working. Give me another Give one. Give me another. That's, That's still nothing. Give me another one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Cookies and brownies. <laughs> yeah. That's where you're going to get that. Now, cannabis works really well in cookies and brownies because it's fat soluble, which means that the butter and the cocoa and the eggs that you find in baked goods are really good at storing THC. Researchers also say that chocolate actually interferes with the potency that that brownie might have. So the brownie during testing might not come up as high in potency as it actually is. It's all very complicated. It's very complicated. You know what's not complicated? My friend Tequila. Tequila? (laughs) (laughs) Always know how much to take. Yes. Always get the same result. So overall, overall, if you want something more fast acting, you should go for gummies or drinks. If you're looking for the slow long haul, it's the baked goods. Does that make sense? It kind of does. Yes, there you go. Tucker Mora, have you guys heard of the Urban Dictionary name game? Uh, it's a new yes, trend. Yes, I saw it. I haven't done it for myself. Oh, I've done it for you. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's good news or bad news? I don't know. It's funny because I've seen some that are really, really good news, and then I've seen others that are terrible. So what you do is you just search your name on Urban Dictionary, and then you start reading uh, what you get. So, for example, I've done YouTube on this. Don't worry about okay, it. Great. <laughs> uh, Mora, yes. you think it's good news or bad news? And there's like multiple entries, but it starts with this, okay? Okay. Mora, the girl you want to be friends with. She's a busty brunette with a big heart and a big personality. <laughs> Wait a second. Busty? And brunette. <laughs> she can be insecure at times, but she has no reason to be. She's a talented <laughs> artist, highly intellectual, and dare I say, pretty sexual. Oh, damn. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. If you ever come across Mora, you better not let her out of your sights. She gives the best hugs. <laughs> best hugs, eh? What is that? She always knows how to cheer you up. Aww. There's really no one in the world quite like her. Oh, that's pretty that was, nice. That's the first entry that's in there. Okay. Second entry, Mora. She's different, but a good kind of different. <laughs> <laughs> Fun, artistic, full of life, and full of love. Beautiful and original. That's a Mora. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The busty brunette thing, No. Bundus. Let's do it. Okay. They actually have Bundus on Urban Dictionary? Well, they have Chris. Okay. <laughs> Chris, it's like the it's the most basic definition right out of the gate. <laughs> okay. It says Chris, the most sweet, handsome, and amazing boyfriend ever. Okay. I love you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also uh Chris. He's always fun to hang out with. Girls should hit the line. The party is going to be lit if Chris is there. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. Hit the line. I can't read the exact definition here, but I'll paraphrase the next one. Chris is slang for a huge penis. (laughs) Like like incredibly huge. Oh, man. I wish I had a Chris. (laughs) Funness. Is that accurate? Uh, What can I say? It's in the name, Mora. Um, Tucker, if you look up Tucker, mm-hmm. Tucker, a guy 
who all the girls want. He's athletic, smart, and funny. He has the best eyes and a laugh that can brighten anyone's spirit. He's great with little kids. Tucker can oh, be a great no. friend. Don't no. let him go. <laughs> this feels not very accurate. Yeah? Oh, yeah. You were fine when it was like a busty brunette. <laughs> that was fine. <laughs> uh, I did also Scott. Because okay. that's my first name. Here we right? go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott, an amazing man. Perfect height, smells divine, and is always warm. You can always feel safe around Scott. He's a protector. <laughs> He's the person you always you're always proud of, and the person who's always proud of you. Uh, so here's another one, Scott. Normally, a chill, laid back guy is a Scott. Scots aren't afraid to try something new, especially if it's food, and they love their alcohol. That sounds well, right. A Scott normally has a penis seven plus inches. <laughs> oh please, Scott. The apex of human civilization. <laughs> apex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just goes on. Anyway, you want to feel good about yourself? Just Google your name in Urban Dictionary and you're going to see a lot of impressive stuff. It's Tucker and Mora in the morning. Energy 95.3. Hi, it's Shauna. And I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan. And I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.